1: So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you real talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. A commercial. 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 Beep
0: beep. Oh, I like that. Hey, Deep. What's up? You know what I'm excited about? me (laughs) always you know what else I'm excited about
1: what are you excited about
0: I am excited about one of our free resources that we've got for the people our goal crushers guide
1: oh you should be because I'm excited about it as well
0: it's amazing it's a seven page guide
1: Wow. How many pages?
0: Seven. Wow. It was designed specifically by us. We didn't outsource this, so you know you're going to get excellence.
1: Absolutely. You get me and her in this Goal Crusher guide.
0: That's right. It's going to help you create and achieve your goals.
1: We're all about achieving the goals. Yeah. So we don't want you to just set them and not achieve them.
0: That's right. Did I mention it's free? Free. Where can they find this free Goal Crusher's guide, babe?
1: Successinblackandwhite.com slash resources
0: yes just put in your email and we are going to email it to you literally right away
1: that's right and when you get it make sure you check all of your folders so that it isn't going to spam or that's right. hidden anywhere from it.
0: that's right so go get yours now
1: go get it now
0: hey everybody we're back with another episode of success in black and white i messed you up <laughs> didn't i
1: the pot the pot Come on, let's do it again.
0: Oh, Okay, ready?
1: Yeah, I'm not deleting this, but we'll do it again.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White.
1: The podcast. We are back one more again. We are back one more again. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to switch that up like that?
0: Because I'm like, I say the exact same thing the exact same way. Consistency. Every
1: time. <laughs> That's what they know us as.
0: So when we first got together, I thought maybe like daryl would really like surprises because you know i, was I love surprises daryl no <laughs> you hate surprises you hate surprises don't lie I love to surprises. the people no he hates surprises because he doesn't like anything out of his routine or that's not the same that we always do mm. i'm okay with it i just every once in a while try to mix it up and it never goes well for me
1: it went very well we still did this the same thing at some point in the intro.
0: <laughs> Do you remember for our anniversary? I tried to surprise you.
1: What did you try to surprise me? With? We
0: went out on a date.
1: Oh, you talking about with the babysitter came yeah. over and stuff? Yeah, you did try to surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of worked. It almost did. I knew something was <laughs> up, though. How did you know something was up? Because when I come in, I know the routines and rituals that we have. And remember, <laughs> I, told I, came in I told you guys. I told you. And I walked in the house and corn dogs were already going in the toaster <laughs> oven and i was like all right something's off <laughs> i'm observant like that though you are like but but the effort was there and that night was That's special right. and it, it worked was. out so
0: i still kind of regret not telling you about it earlier though cuz i remember we got there and you were like Man, I would have had more energy if I would have known about this. Yeah.
1: (laughs) If I would have known, I would have mentally prepared myself. Like when you surprise me like that, I came home, I mentally just like turned off just to relax. And I walked in the door and I started looking around and I was like, okay, this is out of the norm. Yeah. Something's going down and I don't know what. And I thought we were just kind of expediting the process that night with the kids, like feed them early put them to bed early, and then we would have time to spend together and do us that night at home. So I just didn't know we were going out. Oh, yeah. Um, But then I kind of put it all together and figured it out when you went in the bathroom and never came out. (laughs) And, like, I walked back there, and you were in, like, the first half, not the, like, bathroom part. So I knew you weren't in there (laughs) boo-booing. And I was like, okay, like, she's – something's going on. She's in there getting ready, so –
0: yeah.
1: Um but had it, to look good. Yeah, you did. It was the anniversary. Yeah, you did. It all worked out though. But I'm observant. You know that about me. I, I know, know when something's off.
0: That's true.
1: So yeah.
0: It's true. Okay. So let's talk tonight about vulnerability. Vulnerability. Being let, vulnerable.
1: Yeah, let me give a disclaimer. So Uh-oh. y'all getting the the raspy, Daryl. I just got over. Fighting another cold. Mm -hmm. Um, I had the cruds that I think my son gave to me. Probably. And right now my voice is kind of recovering and I still got a little little bit of coughs and that raspiness is in there. So this isn't me trying to sound sexy for you all. (laughs) Um, This is me recovering. This is a vulnerable (laughs) time for me right now. I don't sound like myself and I'm still about to give it to the people. <laughs> this is a vulnerable time for me. And we're talking about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get back on topic. Well, this is kind of on topic. So you know how like vulnerable moments, you're just kind of like, Oh, about your voice. Uh, let me give some, I guess, clarity to what I'm talking about. So about your voice, you know how, when you hear yourself on um, playback and you're just kind of like, ugh.
0: Every time I'm like, do I really really sound sound like that? that? I don't
1: sound good. Well, think about it right now for me. And when I say I'm in a vulnerable state, I know off rip that I got a rasp to my voice right now. And I don't sound like my normal self. So if even when I'm doing a playback, I'm kind of like, oh, that's me. I don't know about all that. But I know that I already got some stuff going on. So now that's going to be even more challenging for me to sit and listen through as I'm doing the edits and stuff.
0: But you sound good. You sound like Keith Sweat.
1: (sighs) Really? Like, we going all the way back there. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, y'all get the Keith Sweat voice tonight, I guess. Ow! Remember the last time this happened? No. Remember the last time I had the rasp and somebody, somebody, a couple of people actually were like, oh, Daryl, we need you to record like that all the time.
0: Yeah, like they want you to be sick all the time?
1: That's what I was saying. I'm like, so you don't like my normal voice? You like my recovering from being sick voice?
0: Okay, but you do this. We're way off on a tangent now,
1: but it's all good. You
0: do this whenever somebody tells you, like at work, like, "Oh, you look really good," and you're like, "What? Well, I don't look good any other day of the week." <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Think about this now. You come into work one day, and they're like, "Oh man, like you looking really sharp. You looking nice today." I'm like, "What about all the other days? Why don't you tell me all the other days?" Daryl, you slipping, you slacking, you can up your game a little bit on your dress. But that one day I come in, oh, my gosh, you're doing it today. You're looking good today. I'm like, so what are you saying? All the other days I don't look good, I don't dress fly? Because some days I feel like I'm doing it.
0: I mean, I feel like you always look good.
1: I I think so. Well, most of the time. There are some days. Like you
0: have better style than I do.
1: Now I'm going to start. By far. Oh, my goodness. Vulnerability. By far. You know, now I'm going to feel funny about when I walk into work and what I got on or when I go places, what I have on.
0: Uh, you all right. You feel, you look good.
1: I'm just playing, y'all. I don't care about none of that.
0: And he know he looks good.
1: Most days I do. <laughs> I told you. Most days I do. What? I told you. Yeah. It's
0: true. Self-confidence, the key. So.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Bring me back.
0: What is vulnerability? If we're talking about vulnerability... And you're feeling very vulnerable and sharing that you don't like the sound of your voice. I don't either. I I
1: love the sound of my voice. (laughs) I mean, just when it sounds off like right now, like this isn't the sound of my voice. But the fact that somebody said, oh, man, you need to record like that all the time. I'm like, my regular voice is that fire. True, it is. Um, But no.
0: But this one is just like you know,
1: yeah, it's a little, sexy. It got one. a it got a little rasp. So I can see where the the kind of the exotic fetishization is that a word?
0: Fetishization.
1: Fetishization like can go on and kind of happen. You know what I mean?
0: Right. So vulnerability. Vulnerability. Come <laughs> on. So talk to me about what what does this mean to you? Vulnerability.
1: Uh, so how about this? How about I give you an example? and break it down so for me vulnerability if you think about it and i and i have a a sports background and in football basketball the sports that I, i primarily played um most times the opposing coach try to find a spot that you're vulnerable in and then that's the spot that they will try to attack or go after so for instance if you are vulnerable in your secondary The opposing coach is going to come out and their quarterback is going to probably pass the ball in basketball. If you're vulnerable in the paint, then that's probably where the opposing coach was going to attack or challenge you. So for me, vulnerability means that it's those areas that are perceived as weak spaces or soft spaces or soft areas or areas that have been told to you that you should be stronger in or you should have. A Stronger sense about yourself in those areas So when you say vulnerability or being vulnerable, that's kind of immediately what I think of and You know, I don't want to speak for all the men um, Who are listening, but I know for me, you know being vulnerable isn't something that was encouraged You know vulnerable meaning like expressive emotional open uh, that is something that was kind of told that, hey, Daryl, you should be more vulnerable. You should be more emotional. You should be more expressive. It was always the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be tough, man up, don't show them, don't show them your emotions. You know, hold it together, be strong and then you carry it over to the sports example that I gave. The coach is like, hey, don't show any vulnerabilities, Don't show any soft spots, don't show any weak points. Um, Because we don't want them to attack us in that way or to know that those are there. I think for me, speaking on behalf of me personally, and I'm pretty sure a lot of men could um, resonate with what I'm saying. Right. That that's what vulnerability is.
0: That's so interesting because I think that women have kind of a similar definition but in a different way like you not necessarily like like you said like be tough and you know that kind of thing but more like you don't expose weakness at times that you could be perceived as vulnerable
1: yeah so like
0: if you are walking through a parking garage late at night by yourself you made yourself vulnerable and Mm. you're not supposed to do that right yeah so I think it's kind of interesting because it was kind of the same but in a different in a different way, right? Right.
1: Well, I know you have the real definition over there. So, what Wait, does how your, do you know that? What does your definition read? Uh,
0: because... What you
1: mean? How do I know that? That's you.
0: Because it's me. I do have the real definition over here.
1: How did I know? We have different sets of notes, y'all. Yeah. So I don't have the same notes that she has over there. But I know she got the definition over I know, there I I didn't know how
0: you knew that because I literally just typed uh, it in. Yeah. Anyway, so I do have the real definition. and Shocker. I, I, <laughs> but I wanted you guys to know it because I think it goes along with what you said. But the first, there's actually two. The first one is, it means the inability to withstand the effects of a hostile environment. And Mm -hmm. to me, that one is like the most abrasive term or the abrasive terminology and definition. Right. The second is more so, I think what we're talking about, and that is A time frame or window within which defensive measures are diminished, compromised, or lacking. So exactly what you were talking about with the football example. Yes. Exactly what you were talking about is that's when you, if you're the opponent, that's when you attack your opponent in football because you want them to have diminished capacity. That's how you break through the line and you score a touchdown, right? (laughs) Okay, well, I obviously am yes. not a sports commentator. Exactly.
1: That's what you but. do. You break through the line <laughs> and you score a touchdown.
0: That's what you do.
1: That is exactly what you do.
0: I am not a sports commentator. We know. Disclosure.
1: <laughs> you don't have to disclose anything. We know just by that one statement. <laughs> thank, thank you for disclosing that, though. We appreciate it. For the record, we appreciate that uh, well, you just bust through that line and you just score a <laughs> touchdown y'all
0: it's kind of what happens let's be real When you're
1: vulnerable that's what happens your line is weak and the other team just busts through that line when you're vulnerable that's
0: right that's what happens and
1: they score a touchdown
0: i should be the fsu commentator for football yes
1: I'm anybody gonna... can do that right now with the way that they're playing
0: you did not go that they only have one game
1: Come on, let's keep okay, going. Anyway. <laughs> Don't get me started.
0: Anyway, so I'm curious um, about where you think vulnerability, where do you get vulnerability? Like, where do you learn to be vulnerable?
1: <clears throat> I think that upbringing has a lot to do with it. Um, and I kind of alluded to it earlier when I, when I was speaking for myself. Um, and I know I've said in previous episodes that my dad was pretty, he was pretty tough on me. And it was always, you know, toughen up, quit crying, you know, Um, and and I think that upbringing definitely has something to do with it. Also, what I talked about in another episode previously was about my cousins because I was the only boy in the family, y'all. Just to let y'all know, I was the only boy. I got a whole bunch of sisters. So I spent a lot of time with my male cousins. And I mean, even them, I mean, they try to toughen me up and they used to call me you know, all kinds of names and, you know, and I don't think anything was malicious. It was just to try to make me tough and to try to make me, you know, man up and buck up. And, um you know, now looking back, I appreciate it because I learned so much from it. Um, I would like to see one of them try it now, though. But anyways, that's a, a episode in itself. Um But I think that upbringing has a lot to do with it. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> come on
0: Go ahead. anyway i agree with you though i think upbringing does have a lot to do with it yeah i kind of wonder if i didn't don't worry i didn't look this up but i just for my own ponderings i wonder if birth order has something to do with it as well
1: yeah definitely
0: because for instance like i don't feel like i can be well because you're a male you have a different perspective yeah i
1: can't be vulnerable
0: I was the firstborn
1: and I had two strong. younger
0: siblings. And I had to be strong and I had to protect them. And I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could show any emotion or vulnerability either. Yeah. And so I kind of grew up that way. And then getting like transitioning into my career um, because <laughs> shockingly, <laughs> it was a sports background.
1: <laughs> oh, tell me about it.
0: Yeah. Even though I apparently I know nothing about football. Did you just football.
1: break through? I broke through the line. Okay, you broke through the line. Okay.
0: But my, my supervisors and my mentors were all males. And not only that, um, I think that in the era that we, which is like, we're, we're older millennial generation, we were still kind of held over and taught from the Xers and the baby boomers that like, you keep your personal life and work separate. You don't combine the two. So it's very different than what we see is trending today in careers with, with younger millennials and Generation Z starting to come up. Um, you just don't share personal things. You don't, you're not vulnerable in your career yeah, because definitely. it wasn't, that's not what you did. You don't share anything personal. And now it's totally different. Like people are making entire careers out of being vulnerable and sharing their personal lives, kind of like what we do.
1: Yeah, exactly what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, And that matters. Yeah. That matters now. And I think that a lot of, you know, the earlier generations that we spoke about give the, excuse me, the newer generation a lot of grief about it, but.
0: They do. But you know what? We, well, we decided the best thing for us to do, not only in our business, but I'm going to speak for you as well, but in career and everything, we decided the best thing for us to do was to adapt because you can't, you're not going to get very far if you cannot be relatable as Mm -hmm. a human, because that's what people are looking for is to build relationships. You know, I shared with somebody at work um, recently that that was my number one priority. Like I know that I'm getting paid to do spreadsheets. I know I'm getting paid to analyze data, but that's never my very first priority. My very first priority is always to build relationships.
1: Yeah. And that matters. And mm-hmm. that starts with being vulnerable. Yes. And putting yourself out there a little bit so that people feel like you're humanized, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's very important. So,
0: when I kind of wonder, like, if your upbringing wasn't, it sounds like because you were the male and because I was the firstborn and we just kind of either took on the role or were encouraged not to be very vulnerable, like to kind of be tough and strong. How did you start to practice vulnerability and was it hard for you?
1: Yeah, it was very hard. Um, I think that with some mentorship and finding, um, you know, the right people to practice it around and to practice it with and kind of created that, um, you know, that support and um, kind of getting insight of what was, you know, too much, what was not enough from people that I trusted, I think kind of helped me open a door to that a little bit. Um, and, And I think a lot of the other things that we talk about, um, I kind of had some time to explore those different things and to kind of break through some things that uh, were holding me back from being vulnerable. Um, so we talk about, you know, perception and what other people think about you and fears. Um, I think going through some of those um, challenges and kind of um, opening those different doors and exploring those different things and kind of breaking through some of those it led to me feeling a little bit more comfortable with being more vulnerable.
0: Okay. For me, I feel like it was. I mean, just being honest, I feel like it took me to be in this relationship to understand what the impact being vulnerable had. Because before I never wanted to be vulnerable because when you're vulnerable, you open yourself up, kind of like the definition says, you open yourself up to get hurt. And so it took me getting into this relationship to understand that I needed to be vulnerable for the success of the relationship. But that meant that I was going to open up and I could potentially get hurt. And so I think that holds a lot of people back is they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to get hurt in their personal relationships and romantic relationships. They don't want to get hurt in their careers or by taking risks in business. Um, And so that's something like it's a work in progress. But I think, you know, just for me, like having you as an accountability partner, as like helping me be more vulnerable, that's been really important because it not only translates into our relationship, But it translates into what I bring to the table at work. It translates into our business, I think. It translates into this podcast. Oh, definitely. I mean, even just hosting the podcast, I feel like we've both been able to open up more because it's almost a requirement. But then we're like, well, we want to share more of ourselves in order to help people. So um, it's risky because you risk people not liking you or you risk feeling hurt by people who might have terrible things to say about you when you open yourself up. But there is definitely reward to it too.
1: Oh, definitely. And one of the things that I've learned by us doing this and that actually encourages me is I had no idea how many people were feeling the same way as I felt or needed to hear what I had to say during my vulnerable states Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, like you never thought about that because you try to keep everything tight and keep everything closed. Yeah. Because you feel like it's just you. Yeah. And
0: Or, yeah, you feel like people are going to be like, well, you're the outlier. Yeah. If you feel this way or you're stupid for thinking this.
1: Yeah. But that that has not been the case. No. um,
0: and I think that that happens. You know, it was interesting. We were in a meeting the other day with other people who were interested in entrepreneurship and the topic of fear came up, which mm-hmm. we did a podcast just a couple episodes ago about the fears that are holding you back. Um, but it made me think of the fact that having to be vulnerable would produce a fear for some people because they don't want to put themselves out there like that. Um, and so, I mean, that's, I think that's, that can hold people back from like succeeding in business, in personal relationships. Like, if you have the inability to be vulnerable and to open up, you're probably not going to be successful in a romantic relationship. Yeah. You're okay. also probably not going to be successful in your career, whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you work for a corporation or an organization you're probably not going to be that successful because the landscape is changing. It
1: is changing. Yep. I agree with you hundred mm-hmm. percent.
0: Um, so I want to talk about kind of the ways that like, are there individual or maybe not individual, but are there practices that you use now to help you, become more vulnerable or to practice vulnerability like if you didn't grow up that way are there things that you do now that can help you be more vulnerable or practice that so that you can bring that with you wherever you're at to work to your relationships like what are some things that you do
1: yeah so um the very first thing that I do is and I was matter of fact it's funny that you asked that question because I was talking to someone um the other night about Something similar. And one of the things that I always do in every situation that I go into, I always go into it on a level playing field. And regardless if I am the person with the most knowledge or most experience or the person at the forefront of the engagement, I always go in with an open mind of what can I learn? What can I take away from this person, this experience, this moment, this situation? Mm -hmm. And when you talk about being vulnerable, when you go in with that approach, it makes being vulnerable a little easier because by you putting yourself out there, Mm -hmm. you're going to make the atmosphere and the environment more open and susceptible for you to take away something from it. Meaning Mm -hmm. that if I go in and I'm vulnerable and I'm open, With the person or people that I'm talking to and engaging with, they're going to feel a little bit more comfortable. They're going to be the same way. And in that moment, in that time, I'm going in seeing what I can take away and what I can learn. If I'm the person with the um, most or more knowledge or skill set or at the forefront of the engagement or what's going on, I'm looking at how am I interacting with the different people? You know, and for me, what I take away is how do I respond with the different people that are in a different room and a different personalities. Because everybody you meet is going to have something unique about them. They're going to have something that um, is specific to that current environment and situation that you're in. You can always take something away, whether it's just how you engage in a specific situation, a specific environment with a specific person. Um, and, and that's kind of how I approach a lot. And that's what I was telling the gentleman that I was talking to. I was like, I always go in on a level playing field and my um, thought process when I go into those situations is what can I learn? What can I take away? What can I gain from this experience that I'm about to indulge in? Mm. And therefore, it offers up me and my vulnerability into that situation, knowing that in return, people are going to see that and they're going to respond, which will, I think, increase the chances and opportunity for me to take something away. That's the first thing that I do, and, and um, that's my approach, and it has worked for me. And it has eased me a little bit on being vulnerable because if you're going uptight, you're pretty much going to probably isolate yourself, and you're not going to really enjoy it, take anything away from the experience, and you're probably not going to engage that much.
0: That's true. Yeah. yeah. That is true. I think it's so important to practice being open as a way to practice mm-hmm. vulnerability Um, I've never been good at this. Never. And even now, like I'm sure there's times we struggle because I'm the person who, if I feel any tension or anything, I put up walls right away. And so breaking those down is like, I still struggle with this, but it takes practice to break them down. And that practice is usually with a safe person. So kind of like I was talking about before with you, but then I also practice at work. So if there are things that happen at work or I feel upset about something I try not to shut down and I try to share my feelings instead knowing that that leaves me open and vulnerable but it gives me a chance to practice it
1: yeah my biggest challenge is is going in with the approach that I normally take and the people are not being receptive to that and and I encounter that a lot i encounter it at work i encounter it with friends different people depending on circumstances situations where they don't want to be vulnerable because they don't want to be perceived as being stupid or they don't want to be perceived as shortcoming and i'm like you don't have to know everything all the time oh my gosh right. like be vulnerable like if you don't know it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay
0: to not Shut know. up
1: sometimes. Sit yes. down somewhere. You ain't always got to be mm-hmm. the center of attention. You ain't always got to talk. You ain't always got to be correct. You ain't always got to be this and that. And I. that's why I said I approach all of my situations, or I try to approach all situations with an open mind mm-hmm. and going in with what can I take away from this experience. Mm-hmm. So out the gate, I already am going in <coughs> with a level mind knowing that I don't know everything. I'm not going to be, you know, this. I'm not going to perceive that. I'm not going to be this. And it gives me an opportunity to kind of be vulnerable and open up and to um, try to encourage other people to be the same way. But I do run into situations where there are some people that just don't respond to it the way that I would prefer a life for them to. And then that's when the emotional intelligence kick in. And I'm just like, all right. So I got to change this and change that and adapt and adjust. Yeah. Yep.
0: You're really good at that. But I know that there's some um, like, okay, for instance, how there are some people, myself included sometimes, that don't want to speak up like in a meeting in front of a bunch of people because they don't want to sound stupid and that leaves them vulnerable. How how do you recommend fixing that or or practicing that so that you can feel a little more comfortable speaking up in meetings in front of people?
1: By going in and doing the exact same thing that I said I do, going in with the intent and the mindset that I'm here to take something away, to learn something, to gain something from this experience. Mm. Only way you can do that is by speaking up, asking the questions, getting feedback. So if you go in with that approach and hopefully it loosens you up you know in the vulnerability area and then hopefully something comes out of it to where you you know if you felt like you were stupid it was obviously based around something that you felt like you lacked knowledge in mm. so hopefully you gain the knowledge in that area by speaking up and being vulnerable because i'm pretty sure you're not the only one that's sitting in the room that feels that way but who's going to be the vulnerable one to break through
0: mm. Good point. I have another question, and it's based on something that you put in the notes that you sent me before I edited them for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. What you got? Let me look at it and see then. Okay. See where you gonna go with this? Okay.
0: Because I just want to know. Because this is one of this is one of your tips to like cultivate vulnerability, and you said to set boundaries. And so when we talk about setting boundaries in order to become more vulnerable, to practice vulnerability and to be to be OK with it, what do you mean by that?
1: So I'm going to speak to you.
0: Oh, no.
1: <laughs> as someone as someone who likes to
0: let me be vulnerable,
1: be, Yeah, be in control and have control. Um, no. Yeah, you uh, guilty. I'm, I'm not going to do this to you right now. It's
0: okay, you can. But anyways. I'm, set, I'm open and vulnerable.
1: Setting the boundaries, meaning that in order for you to feel comfortable being vulnerable, it's your right to be vulnerable. So it's your right to set the boundaries of how you choose to be vulnerable, how vulnerable you want to be, who you want to be vulnerable with, who you want to be vulnerable around. Oh, uh, okay. You get to set those boundaries. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. If you know that there is something that um, you feel vulnerable about and you want to practice in an in instance of, of being vulnerable, you get to set the boundaries. But the thing is, set those boundaries and go for it. You know, if you're like, uh, I don't know. Now I'm just going to sit back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, as long as you sit back, you're never going to move forward.
0: That's just brought up for me. Uh, something else I thought about is what about how do you navigate the gray as yeah. we say how do you navigate the gray of like opening up and being vulnerable and sharing things about your life that make sense and that will connect you to people and over sharing yeah like oh. we see this often on yeah. like social media is like too much sharing but then there's times that that sharing parts of your personal life will actually help you establish a connection with other people. So how do you distinguish between the two and make sure that you're not oversharing?
1: You have to be tactful. I don't think there, there is a such thing as oversharing. Let me backtrack. There is a such thing as oversharing, Mm -hmm. but you have to be tactful in what you're sharing. And if you want to share a little bit more, a little extra, if you do it tactfully, it won't be perceived as annoying or you oversharing or you looking for attention. How about this? I got an example. that just popped into my head. Okay. So I'm going to share it. So think about this. This isn't about you or me. This is just an example. (laughs) Let me make sure I clarify that because I know people. You never know. Yeah. Who's listening in. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to use this example. So think about this. A work example.
0: Okay.
1: Not our work example. Okay. Or it could be. Oh. Um, So you have a job, right? Uh Uh-huh. And you have frustrations with that job. Right. Mm-hmm. And you tell yourself, boy, when I get out of here or my last day or when I find something better and I'm out, I'm going to tell them how it is. <laughs> I'm going to let them know how I feel. I'm going to let them know some things they can do to improve. I'm going to let them know what sucked about this experience. Why won't you tell them why you're in the job? Mm-hmm. Because it will put you in a vulnerable position mm-hmm. because they will still have access and control to the outcome.
0: Which is your paycheck. Which
1: is your paycheck Mm -hmm. of the situation that you're in. So that's why you say, I'm going to wait. But when I do leave, I'm going to tell them about themselves or I'm going to let them know. You won't do it in the moment because it will put you in a vulnerable state. So around the boundaries that you set, you're like, box. I got to stay within this box within these boundaries of my vulnerability by not saying anything but I do got this little asterisk down here in the bottom right corner that on my way out I'm gonna let them have it. Oh. So um yeah that's the example. <laughs> I've done I've done it. Really? Yeah. We went previous employment and I actually went to the to the supervisor and told him like
0: was it like a big dramatic like.
1: Nah, you know, oh, I ain't really dramatic
0: You're You like really that. not.
1: Nah, but I no. went and told him, I was like, hey, look, I feel like I want to share this and I'm going to do it now because I don't feel like you can retaliate against me. Oh. I got another opportunity. Yeah. And he looked at me, he was like, you feel like I would do that? And I was like.
0: Obviously, if I said that now. Since we're being honest, mm-hmm. yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I would have been given different assignments my roles would have changed you would have treated me differently you would have looked at me differently um but you know i expressed some of my frustrations but i not only expressed frustrations i expressed some things that i felt like could have been done differently to improve um you know my experience but also the people that were still there that we all talked about the same thing in the circles while i was there
0: yeah
1: I spoke on their behalf on my way out. And I didn't say anybody told me this or anybody said this. I just said, you might want to think about these things with some of your current employees. They work hard. They're dedicated. They need a little inspiration. Mm. And this is a way that you can do that. But I can tell you this. These things are not effective. You think they're effective because you think you know everything and you really don't because you're not doing the groundwork that we're doing. Oh, yeah, I said it just like that. Yeah, you're not doing the groundwork that we're doing. And because you're so high up, you think you're an almighty and you just come in and you give directives and you change things and you make recommendations, but you don't know what's going on and you don't ask anybody. You're making it difficult and challenging for the people that are actually doing the work. Mm. So I shared that with him. And, you know, obviously he thought that I was just bitter. And he said that he was like, well, I feel like you're just bitter and, you know, good luck on your future endeavors. I was like, you don't even mean that. <laughs> don't say it if you don't mean it. You know, um, and, and, you know, we kind of had our little back and forth and I just told him that, you know, as a supervisor, I learned a lot from you. Yeah. I learned how not to supervise.
0: Yeah. Sometimes that's the best lesson you can do. Oh man.
1: I mean, we, we had our little conversation and, um, you know, I haven't talked to him since then, but I felt like it was time to share. But that was one of those things where I felt like if I would have said it in the moment, I would have put myself in a vulnerable position. Yeah, for sure. Now back to the question that you asked. If you're not planning on going anywhere, you don't have any opportunities and you feel like you need to communicate something. How do you do it mm-hmm. tactfully and you find ways
0: without to, oversharing Without
1: oversharing, yeah. and you find ways to state possible solutions to some of the challenges that you're having in a tactful way without oversharing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Right, solution oriented. Solution oriented. So come with solutions. Yes you have issues. Yes. And this translates to relationships too. Oh, definitely.
1: (laughs) Definitely. And sometimes it may be received and sometimes it may not. And that still means don't overshare because you're gonna put yourself in a vulnerable position. And if you're not ready for that, don't do it.
0: So we talked, I think we've been talking about this. But do you have any other um are there any other negatives that you see to being vulnerable besides like oversharing?
1: um you know i I don't and you have to do it in your own way at the time that you feel is best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not just sitting here saying, "Go be vulnerable." Tell everybody you meet, all of your business and share with the world. Like, you know, you have to make sure that you're doing things that fit you and what you're trying to accomplish. And when you feel like the appropriate time for you to be vulnerable is.
0: And I would just say, just to reiterate, because I think that you touched on this, but understand, like read the emotional environment of that situation before understanding if you can be vulnerable or not. Yeah, definitely. Um and I said it that way cuz typically I would say like if we're talking about business or career, I would say like understand and read the political environment that you're in, if you're yeah. able to be as vulnerable as you want to and then tailor back your vulnerability, depending on what type of political environment you're in. So you might be in an environment because I think it's important to be vulnerable, but you just might have to be vulnerable in different levels if you're in a very high political, like very bureaucratic, everybody like looks to a top leader, like they're just amazing, then you have to respect that. And there's sometimes things that you can say and you can't say, and you just have to know what those lines are yes, in definitely. your organization. Um, sometimes if it's a little more laissez-faire, then you can be more vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and then understand how it is in relationships too, like hopefully in your romantic and in your intimate 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 relationships that you're close with people, you can be more vulnerable. Yeah. Um, But you might have friendships like with some people that you trust a lot that you can be very vulnerable and some friendships, maybe you can't be as vulnerable with those people, but you can still be friends with them. If that makes sense. It does.
1: Okay. And for all the guys that are listening, like if you did grow up like me and you do have those like instilled ingrained mentality of, Be tough. Don't be vulnerable. Don't express yourself. Like, if you want to have a successful relationship, you need to get rid of all that. Like, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to express yourselves Because when you don't do it, all you're going to do is leave it up to your partner to make up their own stuff. (laughs) And that's not what you want. So be expressive. Be vulnerable. Open yourself up. Do it tactfully if that works for you. And um, try to break through all of those ingrained and instilled um, things that you learn. Like, let it go. It's okay to be expressive. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be affectionate um, if you want to be successful in your relationship. If you don't, then don't do any of that. You know, word to your mother.
0: Word to your mother. Yeah, no, nah, but I just, wanted, my- I
1: just wanted to share that. I don't know what word, I don't know where they came from.
0: Oh, well, I was going to say, it's probably the best place to end, honestly.
1: Yeah, word to your mother? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> now, for all the dudes, though, I definitely wanted to say that because I know for me, and I, I'm pretty sure, I don't want to speak for all the dudes, but I'm pretty sure that there are a large number of dudes that are in the same situation scenario that I'm in. And I'm here to tell you that, It's okay. It's cool. You ain't going to lose no cool points with the person that matters. Yeah. You know, so if you're trying to get the cool, cool points, be vulnerable.
0: Yes. Agree. Yeah.
1: I definitely want to share that.
0: All right. I think that's it.
1: Yeah. That's all we got. That's it. Yeah. So.
0: So, as always.
1: It's never too late to make success your lifestyle. mm Mm-hmm. Until the next time. Peace. You're going to say mine. Peace. You
0: said mine, so let's try again. Until the next time. Peace. Yeah. All right. See, oh, wait. routine. No, wait a minute. Oh. We
1: ain't going nowhere right now. We, we done, but y'all going to get this last little minute um, commentary. So you started off mixing it up and I want to end mixing it up but you going to talk about some idea yours. <laughs> Didn't you just give me a lecture about mixing it up?
0: No, it's great.
1: All right, I just had to do that. All right, y'all. For real though this time. As always, it's never too late to make success your lifestyle. We out. Peace. Until next time. I did it all by myself. Oh, you did. Bye y'all.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics and we also provide closed captioning.
1: And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms.
0: And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.